the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings and nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement as always here on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And uh, the, uh, you know, that, 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 that is really the key to building up wealth, and, and that's why we started the show. And by the way, the, uh, the savings rate has dropped again. And so uh, hopefully with these new bonuses that people are getting because of the uh, of Donald Trump's new tax uh, tax reform bill, it, uh, it's going to change that. And, and so we're starting to see lots of companies give bonuses. Lots of companies come out and uh, give raises. And, and so exciting. Things are exciting. Things are starting to pick up. And the economy is getting better. And, and, and I think I think what was really hidden uh, over uh, at the last eight years uh, was uh, with the Federal Reserve flooding the planet with money and kind of artificially cutting up asset prices. What what was really hidden was the fact how badly his policies were to the economy because the Fed pushed up asset prices so it wasn't noticeable. Now we're starting to see the excitement build in the economy. The economy is picking up. Uh, we have record low unemployment. Uh, we have... Uh, raises coming, bonuses coming, and things are picking up in the economy. The stock market's doing better. And so things are quite good out there. Uh, This week, Donald Trump was at Davos. And basically, as I talked about this on the Sam Malone show, Davos is an interesting place. It's one of these elite powwow type of things. I've seen some of these. I, I went to some of them here in the United States. Probably the closest one is the Milken conference uh in out in LA and in you know if you're a conservative at those places you're pretty much their idea of bringing in a conservative is senator bob corker and but what what they what they do is is they come up with a theme for the conference and so the theme might be uh building the economy back up after the financial crash it, it might be kick the can down the road we're just going to try to kick the problems down the road be in rather than solve the problems and and uh it, it's it's as and then allow the economy to rebuild and so that they'll they'll come up with a theme and so the theme will go through the speakers at the conference and they'll have you know you'll you'll see uh former presidents uh prime ministers 
uh, top fund managers, uh, all types of, of of interesting people at at these conferences. And and yeah, listen, you, you know, they got just it's from both sides of the aisle, but they tend to be liberal. What a surprise! And but they're kind of all sort of the agenda's sort of the same. And it's the same thing with Davos. Uh, uh, was it Klaus Sein? I forgot anyway who the person that runs it. He's actually brilliant. He put together this program. It's a business conference, and and from the biggest companies in the world come there, and then they bring in uh, world leaders from all over the world. And and it's been a it basically it's 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 a it's the globalist powwow. All the globalists in the world can go to the conference and tell and, and pat themselves on the back and tell them how great globalism is and how they're building a better, greater world. And it's fantastic. And they fly in in their jets. It's 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 the winter time, and they come in, and you go through several checkpoints, and you get into the conference, and you're one of the elite, and you know it, and it, it's all good. And then and, and so Klaus comes up with his program of globalism, and you know I think last year it was like uh, concern about the uh, the wealth disparity. What are we going to do about the wealth disparity? Is they uh, these people go to this conference and wring their hands about what the wealth disparity, and they I think a thousand prize Private jets flew into this conference. A thousand private jets. I mean, that's just astonishing to me. Uh, you know, and and so they all have to have their own private jet to fly in. And and uh, you know, every once in a while, for some friends of ours, they'll come up with some boondoggle somewhere, and they'll all pile into a private jet and all split the cost so it goes down enough. And you know, these people know what was it? The the head of GE, ML, actually had. He flew in on a private jet, and then he was shattered by another private jet in case his private jet broke down. He'd immediately have another private jet to take off. It, it's just these people are just unbelievable. So anyway, so here's Davos. They're all set. They're going to be discussing the threat to the new global order. Uh, how can they help people out? This, that, and the other. All of a sudden, three weeks before the conference is about to start, the agenda's all set. Donald Trump announces, "Hey, I'm going to Davos." He goes to Davos and completely blows up their globalist agenda and brings the America first, uh, America is open for business agenda. He comes out and says, I believe we should have America first. As, And then he says, as all the leaders of other countries should believe that their country should come first. And kind of saying, wait a minute, this globalism has had a huge impact on the people of the United States. And he completely blew up the Davos agenda. It was beautiful. All the executives there, they thought he would be kind of given the cold shoulder. He comes in there, and, and he was just mobbed everywhere he went. Uh, you, they actually had pictures of Donald Trump going through the crowd, and all these executives and elites in the world all had their cell phones out taking pictures. And the most amazing thing about that, when all these people go back to wherever they came from, their associates, their colleagues, you know, the people, you know, the, the, the people at the company, how was Davos? They're not going to be asking about how is globalism moving along? Are we moving forward with globalism? They're going to be asking about what was Donald Trump like? What did Donald Trump say? What do you think of Donald Trump? And what do you think of the United States of America? And then they're going to say, well, he said it's a great place to put a factory. And then, and then the CEOs of these companies, it's going to be in the back of their head that the United States is watching me closely. And if I'm not putting factories in and hiring people in the United States, I'm not going to be on their good company list. Uh, 
and this is sort of a playbook pulled from China, by the way, and it's about time it's happened here. So it's, I, I really thought it was a brilliant thing. He brought in the Treasury Secretary. He brought in the, uh, he he brought in uh, his was Stephen Miller there. I his he he brought in I think his chief of staff. He brought in uh, the, the Secretary of State. He brought in a lot of people into that conference, and uh, and, and so it I I think it 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 went really well. It was good for the United States, and it was good for, good for American jobs. It, and so now one of the things that happened in the conference, and this is what I wanted to bring this up to you today, was Steve Mnuchin made some comments about the dollar. And and he said that the dollar could be, you know, the dollar was going to be weaker and it was good. A weak dollar was good for the United States, something along those things. Look, this is something you want to watch. And then the next day, Donald Trump came out and said, no, 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 the dollar's good for the dollar. Let me tell you something. Once you get the job of... of uh, Treasury Secretary of the United States of America, the first thing they tell you is, okay, what do I do? I'm now the Secretary of Treasury. What do I do? What am I? Look, the first thing they say is, be very careful about the comments you make about the dollar. That's the first thing when you open up the book on how to be a Treasury Secretary. There it is. And the reason why this is, is because we've had uh, problems in the past, not really problems, but big things have happened when Treasury secretaries have talked about the dollar. Typically, it's been Texans that say this because Texans are pretty tough, blunt-speaking people. And, and John Connolly, back in 1971, made the infamous comment, the dollar might be our currency, but it's your problem, it, it, which is one of the greatest lines, I think, of, of finance in all of history. It, it, and and once he said that, it spooked all the other people. Ultimately, the dollar went down 20% over time. And uh, and so what when and that and what Treasury secretaries say can make a difference. In 1987, James Baker, Houstonian, made comments on the dollar. We want the dollar lower. Uh, we're going to push the dollar down. At the, by the way, President Reagan at the time was saying strong dollar. So there's like a good cop, bad cop deal in this, just like with Mnuchin and Trump. And uh, he said that uh, the weekend before the crash in 1987. And the dollar, and that's what spooked the market, and it resulted in a one-day bear market where the the market within two day in one day dropped twenty three percent in in one day. Not the bear market went down twenty three percent in one day. The market dropped, and so what is said about the dollar is an is is important thing. Now, I'm I'm looking at some charts of the dollar here, and. When Mnuchin said that, the dollar was underneath support level. And so if I'm Steve Mnuchin, I'm Treasury Secretary, I know that dollar's underneath support level, and I know I've got to be very careful about what I say about that dollar. So that comment was not made unless they wanted to send a signal that they want the dollar lower over the longer term. That was a carefully crafted remark. It was made deliberately, in my opinion, and and I think we're going to see the dollar going low. And this is something that we're going to have to shift some stuff around because I really felt like the dollar was going to go strong. I think there's, I think there's a window maybe where, with with the money coming in from repatriation, uh, because of the new tax bill, where American companies are going to bring hundreds of billions of dollars back to the United States to spend on factories, plant equipment, maybe some stock buyback programs bonuses, wage hikes, that should put a pressure to push the dollar up. 
So this is something we want to watch closely. The dollar should be going up, but the dollar isn't. The dollar was breaking down, and Mnuchin made some remarks. So we've got to watch that very carefully. And, and, and again, remarks by Treasury secretaries about the currency have had major moves in history. Uh, Conley's remarks about the, the, the dollar might be our currency, but it's your problem, sort of blew up Bretton Woods and was was bullish for gold over time. Uh I think we could see the same thing here. I'm not sure the dollar is just going to completely fall apart. There sh- it should. I've seen some numbers between 250 and a half a billion dollars is going to come back in, and, and which means, and, and that's close to half of, of of our deficit of dollars to fund our our deficits with. So that should be bullish for the dollar near term, but it's not happening, and that is affecting the markets here. And and so this is something we want to watch. I, in, a, in a world today, I mean, I think we have to look at a falling dollar. We have to look at rising interest rates. Uh, we have to look at, at wages going up. And we have to look at inflation starting to happen. And this is a big shift. And, and this is something we've been talking on the show about the bull market in the last 30 years in, in the bonds. Looks like it's threatened. The numbers were about 25 if it went through there, it would start of a new bear market. Uh, another, Some other people have said 2.63. It's about 2.66 or 2.65 today, and it's breaking out, it, which means interest rates are going up, which means the value of bonds are going down, which means they, they seem to be saying the economy is picking up. They seem to be saying inflation is going up. The wage numbers on the bonuses are saying that. So this is, so I think this is a big thing. Now we got the, the backdrop of that is we have a, a, a market that is just on fire and, and it is really taking off and running. It, it's up huge and it, it's going what's known as parabolic, which means it's, 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 it's sort of accelerating as it's going up. You're, you're seeing an acceleration, a quicker, quicker, rapid move up. And, and that is, is not the best thing. If you, if you look at this market, since September, it's gone up about 9% and it, it's up close to 7% uh, it, so far this year. Look, if the the comparison to those two numbers are 1987, in in basically looking at uh, at at the market from about June of 87, and and and, and it ran up and then it stabilized for a month or so, and then uh, actually about one month, and then it accelerated up again, much like we're seeing in the market right now. The numbers back then were a 10 percent move. Uh, we're 11% move and a 10% move, so very similar to 1987. We're seeing an explosive blow-off top in the market. Now, there's it's, it's hard to tell where that, that's going to stop, but couple that with what we're seeing out of the other things is is what we're seeing is a shift to inflation. We're seeing a shift to the real economy. We're seeing a shift to higher interest rates. At the same time, we're seeing a huge acceleration up in the markets. And this is something we want to watch very closely. By the way, if you have any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Savings Show at 713-339-1070. And one thing to remember, too, is as the dollar goes lower, that tends to be inflationary, and this is something we want to watch closely. And by the way, if you want to get your calls in, uh, the last segment of the show, I think we've got a, a, a guest coming on, surprise guest. So uh, we'll be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show.
The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioca will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioca now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Saving Show. This is Ted Gioca, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got any questions or comments, we are live show, 713-339-1070. And if you haven't signed up for our free Max Out Savings Report, we're writing another one. We just wrote about our outlook for 2018. You can get a copy of that by, if you just give us your email address, we'll send it to you. We'll put you on the list. It's all free. Just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. It's maxoutsavings.com. We have a lot of great things on investing, saving money, and building up wealth. Here's an interesting story. we we got some calls coming in, but the Atlanta Falcons, have you heard about this, Ryan? Okay. And, Nikki, you should, this would be interesting for you. Uh, okay, the Atlanta Falcons broke all the rules. What they did was, is they cut the price of their food dramatically. And so they had like $2 hot dogs and $5 beer and $3 nachos in their stadium and they wouldn't make as much money they figured but they figured people would come earlier and they would spend more money and so they did people came much earlier to the games food sales were up 53 percent they made 16 percent more in concessions now they didn't quite make as much money for the atlanta falcons because the profits weren't quite as big but here's the fascinating thing about it is the customer satisfaction for the atlanta falcons went through the roof they were number 18 in customer satisfaction for food and beverage. They went up to number one in the NFL. And and they had the highest security satisfaction in part because 
the lines were shorter because people would go, they would come in earlier into the stadium and, and buy all this food and eat the food and then go watch the game. And so they were much happier. The lines were actually shorter because people came much earlier to the game to eat all the food and they felt happier and, 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 and they had the high, they've had the highest customer satisfaction for food and generally across the board for the lower cost. They didn't make quite as much money, but it, people were much happier with the product. This is a fascinating study that a lot of, I think, sports teams are going to start to adopt uh, if you cut the food cost. And by the way, the $2 hot dog, the industry average, this is great, $5, $5.19 for uh, hot dogs in the industry average. They had it to $2. And, and seven thirty-eight for the beer in the Atlanta Falcons, it was only 5 bucks. Much better deal. Tell you what, uh, let's take a call. Uh, we got some more calls coming in. To uh, Oh, wait, we have actually have Bunny on the line. Tell you what, we're going to take a call from uh, Bunny Pounds here. Uh, Bunny, you there? Yes, I'm here, Ted. Oh, great! This is fantastic. Bunny Pounds is our guest today. Bunny is running for the uh, for Congress in the fifth congressional district, which sort of goes from Dallas over into East Texas, and she's a real rising star in the conserv in the in the Republican Party, a, a rising, really rising star in, with the conservatives in the in the state of Texas, and she's got a tremendous amount of support. And uh, Bunny, I'm just thrilled you could make it on the show. Uh, the uh, you know, I'm really excited about your candidacy. And, well, you know, what made you decide to run for Congress? Thanks, Ted. Um, yeah, it's a thrill to be with you. Uh, can't wait to come to Houston next Tuesday. It's going to be great. Yes. Um, yes, I uh, I worked for Congressman Jeb Hensling for the last decade throughout the 5th District of Texas and just really got to know the people, their stories, um, really the American story. And I, after about two and a half weeks of, of his uh, uh, retirement announcement, I just saw a huge lack of executive leadership and uh, small business know-how in the field as it currently was. Really felt like there was somebody that needed to step up that really understood the heartbeat of the people. And we didn't really have uh, anybody in the field that would stand up for taxpayers and had a record for standing up for taxpayers and limited government and uh, increased regulatory reform like Congressman Henderling's legacy has been um, as the finance service, financial services chairman in the House. Um, he has been so consistent over the last 16 years um, to be a voice um, uh, really against federal encroachment into our individual lives and increased liberty and but- really wanted to make sure that 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 um, legacy continued but, for the fifth district, Bunny. You're you're, you're must much too modest. Really, a lot of people, from my understanding, came up to you and said, "Bunny, why don't you run?" Is, is that the case? That that's true. Yeah, it, I I was on a recruitment effort to try to get um, a couple of our state senators to run in our district, and they all said no. And it kind of got to the point where, uh, yeah, the people really started calling and saying, "Bunny, would you consider doing this?" I was really the only one that had um, depth of relationships in all seven counties and a foundation where people knew my moral compass and knew where I stood on the issues. And that's really led to the foundation and the momentum that we have in this campaign. It's really exciting. Uh, I'm really excited for you, Bunny. And we're, we're actually helping you out. We're going to have a little a get-together uh, next t- uh, Tuesday, uh, the 6th, here in Houston, yes. if anyone's interested in attending. And uh, I got to know you because I was a, I, I, you know, supported Jeb over the years. And, and we, we, you and I would talk. And since I came up a long way, you took I think you took some time with me. And I really got to be impressed with how you worked, how you understood the district, how you actually 
would help all these other people out. Other conservatives you helped out. You you tell me you were starting a business, uh, and you, you start, I remember way back you were starting a home church, and then you're starting businesses, and things just yeah. bloomed. And you're. You started helping other candidates, conservative candidates in Texas, raise money, and that just kind of really exploded on you as a business, didn't it? Yeah, about two and a half years ago, me and Congressman Hensley were driving back from East Texas, and he just laid out the question to me that he said, I really feel like the conservative movement needs you, Bunny, in a greater capacity. And um, that was like a lightning bolt moment for me where within a couple uh, week or so, I had a vision statement, a mission plan. And really felt a calling to help conservative uh, elected officials and candidates really get the funding that they needed and also, you know, general consulting that they needed to win races and stay elected. Um, There was a huge need in that, and we blew up overnight. Uh, We're now a half a million dollar company with 31 clients, and I have nine associates that are uh, really helping the liberty-minded candidates around North Texas from Tyler all the way to Fort Worth. It's been an exciting thing to be my own voice and to make sure that our guys and gals out there that are fighting for um, the everyday person in their district is represented. Yeah. What? Okay. You're right. What do you, you're, 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 uh, what are some things that have surprised you in now that you put your candidacy in and you're running <laughs> for Congress? You know, if I, I'm following my own advice, and it actually works. (laughs) You know, you have to do the hard work, as we all know. It it is the hardest thing that I've ever done to run for office, and it's given me incredible more respect for my candidates that I work with every day. That When people put their name on the ballot, they're really putting their family on the line, their uh, security, their work, their career, um, everything that they are, their reputation, their name. All of that's going on the line to, for one purpose. And, and for me, the reason why I'm running is because I wanted the 5th District of Texas and the beautiful people that I love to be represented well and uh, to be represented with integrity and character. And for, and for me, that's been the greatest privilege. And it's worth it for me. It's worth it to put it all on the line to make sure that they're taken care of. Well, I know a lot of people are really excited that you're running. You, you've gotten some 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 pretty big endorsements out there from other people. Uh, uh, Maya Love. And so, so, yes, some, Mia Love. Yeah, yeah, Mia Love. So. Mia Love. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, former Senator Phil Graham has endorsed us. Um, Alan West is supporting us. Um, we've got you know, most of that conservative movement, Texas Right to Life, Concerned Women for America, Susan B. Anthony List. Uh, we've got national and Texas endorsements. Um, so, yeah, people can check that out at bunnywithanipounds.com. And we're the only one that have, are building endorsements and support in all seven counties in our district. Um, so we just continue to add to the list every day, and that is a thrill that this is really a campaign of we the people. Yeah, that, and that that's why, really, I, I'm just so excited to, to get you on the air today. The uh what are the big issues that the conservatives are talking about when you're talking down at down to the, you know, you're you're, you're going attending meetings, you're speaking to people in private in in, in, yes. in small groups. What are they really concerned about? I think the the two biggest issues for our district, and I think for America right now, is national security and immigration, as we know, um, with ISIS uh, continuing to be, uh, you know, emboldened around the world. We have all these dangerous regimes that are are um, impacting our world. It's, it's a scary world that we live in. 
right now. And we need to make yeah. sure that our military is strengthened, fortified, that our our military men and women are have the equipment that they need. I mean, most Americans are very concerned about, you know, cybersecurity, about protecting our infrastructure systems, like our water systems, our electrical grid. Those are all things that, you know, pro- thankfully we have an amazing commander-in-chief that is really standing up and saying that we have to continue to be a superpower around the world and we have to make sure that our military has the tools that they need um, uh, to win and yeah. to protect themselves. Now, what about Obamacare? If you're elected, what are we going to do with Obamacare? Well, thankfully, we just got a great victory in the last couple of weeks with tax reform, uh, something that you know is probably the biggest piece of legislation we've seen in a generation as far as regulatory reform. We can talk more about that as well. But, you know, that repealing the individual mandate was a huge win. Uh, it, You know, we, we have to continue to repeal the, the corporate mandate, and hopefully the House will take that back up. Um, but we do have a, an issue where, you know, Obamacare is dependent more and more on federal subsidies, and that helps, you know, cover the people that need to be covered, but it's also for the middle class and above continue to cause our premiums to go up. Um, I'm in the everyday, you know, American citizen that understands that my Blue Cross Blue Shield premium is higher than my mortgage right now. And that's a major issue. So I that's mean, just I, unbelievable. I, by the way, I just it's astonishing it how that stuff has gone up. It is that we are, you know, that health care is costing the average American family more than they're living. Um, so that is a problem. I mean, absolutely, I believe we need to have a clean repeal of Obamacare. We still need to fight for that. So, so you're, um, now you have, a, you have a family. Yes. Okay, so you're raising your family. You, you homeschooled your, your children. Yes, I have a 21-year-old son who's a missionary in Romania and a 19-year-old son that's in Bible college right now. A wonderful husband. We've been married um, almost 22 years. And, um, yeah. Wonderful kids, wonderful husband. You know, we've persevered like everybody else in America. Um, But yeah, it's been, it's a really concern to me the world that my future grandchildren will grow up in. That is one of the major reasons why I'm running for Congress because we we can't just let people retire. And they have stood on the on the wall, so to speak, for so long. We have to pick up our swords and continue to fight in this next generation. No, I think that really is, and I think it's so important. I, li- I really like the idea that, that you've you raised your family and you, you've had to deal with these issues uh, on on the at the, the the kitchen table level, so to speak. Yeah. And I think that's important that we're getting people in in Congress. Uh, you're really one of the, the the real rising women rising stars in the conservative party in, in general in Texas. There has there been many uh, uh, Republican women in Congress here recently in Texas, or um, no, the Texas Tribune just wrote an article um, that if I'm elected, I'll be the first uh, woman uh, elected to Congress in 22 years out of Texas. Which, well, is that Republican you know, got, woman or just in general? No, all, all women. So uh, since, no, no Kate one, Granger, yeah. since Kate Granger, no other woman has been elected to Congress out of Texas in 22 years. So, yeah, I think that would be great to do it with a Republican woman, but... At the end of the day, I'm running because I'm the strong conservative voice, not because of my gender. Um, the reality is I'm the, 
the strongest conservative in this race. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, no, that, that that's it's a surprising when I, I talk to people uh, in your district and stuff. It really you you have an extremely good reputation up there, and and that's what to me is really so great about this. Uh, in we're actually going to be having, like I said, we're having a little uh, fundraiser for Bunny, and and you're welcome to uh, go by and meet her. Uh, you can just email me or actually go to Bunny Pounds. Uh, that's Bunny with an I Pounds dot com, and you can sign up here in Houston uh, uh, a week, uh, February sixth. And so, uh, but th- this is really exciting. I, I really, I think. The Republican Party needs more women in Congress, uh, I, I, particularly women that have to work and has built up and in, 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 in really work, work with the family and understands the party. And I think I tell you the really, other reason I like about you, Bunny, is you've worked with with Congressman Henseling for a long time. And, and I know the tremendous respect he has for you. And you really you sort of know the ropes to some extent, which I think is incredibly valuable going into Congress, you, you, you kind of have a head start. I mean, what? Well, yeah, it's been incredibly humbling to have your former boss say that you will save his liberty and the liberty of the American people. It, it has been beyond humbling. Um, and and for such, he's, he's one of my heroes in my book. I mean, very few people have really stood up to their own party and, and, and done what it needs to do to increase the liability on taxpayers. If, you know, we're we're talking right now in the media right now about bringing back earmarks in the U.S. House. Congressman Hensling was the person that fought against earmarks for over, you know, 10 years. We finally saw an earmark moratorium happen in 2010. Uh, I can't believe we're actually talking about, you know, bringing those back. But that's the kind of um, conversations we have to continue to have. And yeah, and, and the earmarks are basically where congressmen get to spend money on the bridges to nowhere or just kind of ridiculous right. boondoggle projects. Yeah, you know, is that the role of the federal government to be putting money into those kind of things? I would say um, no. Um, what we saw with tax reform is that we increased uh, liberty for the American people. When you have private companies like Southwest Airlines giving their employees thousand dollar bonuses it's a good day for america um when you have folks you know that are now not going to feel as much of the heat on the alternative minimum tax and we you know double the tax the child tax deduction um those are good good days for america and i think we're going to see huge economic growth and growth to our gdp because of what president trump and congress has done over the last month yeah, I mean, know, what an amazing victory! I don't, I don't think we've ever had. I don't think people really have understood the huge drag all these new regulations the Obama administration has put on, and I think they're starting to kind of understand it a little bit now that they're being rolled off and the market, stock market's going up, and and people are getting more optimistic. Yes, I agree. I think the good, the good days of America are, are ahead of us, not behind us. And what I discovered when I was trying to find somebody to run for Congress. Nobody wanted to run for Congress because no one has any hope that we can change things, that we can impact uh, change in Washington, D.C. But I really believe that our, our greatest days are ahead of us. And yep. if we continue to share this, the, the story of, of free enterprise and freedom and what that does for the average American, that is our message of the Republican Party. 
Now, that's exciting. I know you get in there, you will change things. I know the type of person you are. Bunny, hey, uh, could, uh, let me, could you hold a minute uh, through the break? Yeah. I have a couple more questions, and then uh, we'll get Absolutely. back. Absolutely. We'll, uh, if anyone has any questions as well for Bunny, it's 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome, welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We've got Bunny Pounds, congressional candidate from the 5th District, on uh, the show today. And uh, Bunny, you there? Yes, thank oh. you, Ted. Hey, uh, I wanted uh, had a, a question. What about immigration? What's, what's your thoughts on that? Well, that's a big issue for the 5th District of Texas, as I know it is for all Texans and Americans. Yeah. Um, of course, I do not believe in illegal immigration, period. Um, we have... Thankfully, a, a president, he was elected with a mandate, um, really, to try to fix our broken immigration system and to uh, uh, erect a wall. I mean, as we saw with the polling with when President Trump was elected, that was a major um, issue. And it's because of this porous border. You know, we have drugs streaming across our border that's impacting, you know, our mothers and fathers and our children in East Texas and Dallas and Garland. Um, 
We have uh, gang problems. We have, you know, even people that want to come across our border and harm us. This uh, catch and release issue is a a big problem. Yeah, unbelievable. Definitely, I think President Trump is going to get the funding um, some way, somehow to erect some sort of wall, whether it's completely physical or not, or virtual and technical and, you know, physical. But it's it is a major reason why he was elected. And I think Congress has to do everything they can um, to support him in that effort. Um, You know, we've got an issue with sanctuary cities um, in our country and in Texas that needs to be, um, you know, taken care of. I mean, we're undermining the current laws on the books. And I think that's one thing that the people, regardless of how we feel about President Trump's tweeting late at night or (laughs) some of his communication styles, that I know um, most of us would love to see him be a a little bit more presidential sometimes. But when when you have a commander-in-chief and an executive branch leader actually enforcing the laws on the books, um, that is a huge, huge thing. Yeah, that's what we need. And we're very thankful very thankful for his leadership on that. Um, of course, most of us believe in, in, in we should believe in, in legal immigration and making sure we're, you know, we're all a nation of immigrants. Yeah. No. So making sure that we have, give people the tools to enter our country legally um, is so important oh. um, to continue to build America. Yeah. Family values. Uh, you're, you're a mom. Uh, what, what, what's your concerns there? Um, yeah. Well, I have a, a daughter-in-law who's a Romanian, and she's working through the legal process right now of coming to the United States and immigrating with my son um, to the United States. And, and those uh, are, people are very important. I know I look forward to the day when she will be an American citizen. She will, you know, she speaks English, but she really will learn our customs and our heritage and our history and our values. And, and be able to stand up um, and salute the American flag. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, that's, and, and that's one of the real those keys. Those are the kind of immigrants we want. Yeah, that, that's, that's what's been so surprising about this whole thing. Uh, the, uh, we, we've got tax credits and st- different things for children as well coming in the tax bill. And, and I hope yeah. we see more stuff like that, again, because it's so hard to raise families and for people to get ahead. Any thoughts there? Um, yeah, I mean, what we've seen with the uh, individual tax rates uh, and corporate tax rates being lowered so much that we can compete with the rest of the world, what a huge victory for America. And any money that we can give the average American family to keep more of their money, um, to be able to to bless their church, their nonprofits, as we know, as we believe as limited government Republicans, um, it's the nonprofits and the churches and the communities and small business that grow and take care of America, not government. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, when, yeah. when we get a thousand dollars extra in my family budget, you know, yes, that can be spent on going out to eat, you know, with the family and and doing fun things, but it also can be used to bless others and for America to continue to be that um, city on a hill. Um, light to the world, um, we have to empower the American citizens to continue to keep more of their money so they can do the greater good in that way. Thank Does you. that make sense? Yeah, that is excellent, Bunny. I really appreciate the, uh, the time. You're going to be in Houston in, in two weeks. 
Uh, yes, on we'd two- love to see everybody. Yeah, uh, so they, how can they, if they want to get a hold of you and support you, we want to get Bunny in, the first woman to be elected Congress in twenty over 20 years in Texas. How can they reach you, Bunny? Yeah, our website is bunny, with an I, dot com, and that is my real name, Bunny. Bunny Pounds. N-N-I, Bunny Pounds, dot com. Yeah. Um, and they can read our issues. They can connect with the campaign, give online, um, whatever you can do. Every dollar counts right now for this campaign. And we're really excited about our message, and we know it's resonating within the 5th District of Texas. And, and I think uh, this campaign is so important for America as well, and very, very excited about serving all of America in this capacity. Well, thanks a lot, Bunny. Enjoyed talking. I look forward to seeing you here uh, in Houston in a week and a half. Great. See you then, Ted. Thank you so much for your time. Okay. Bye, Bunny. Bye-bye. That was Bunny Pounds, uh, one of, you know, really a real rising star in the conservative movement in Texas, running for Congress of the uh, in, for Congress in the Fifth Congressional District. Tell you what, uh, if you got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. We'll get your calls in. This is the last segment. Uh, let's take a call from Ann. Hello, Ann. Hi, I just wanted to go on with this immigration and the uh-huh. DACA situation. Yes. And uh, the southern borders, you know, we do have a problem there, but we also still have a, a problem uh, left over from Barack Obama and the El Salvadorians, all those young men that he brought in. And he's, you're noticing The, the MS-13 this, people, you mean? Yeah. yeah. How, how this DACA started, in, it started out a few weeks ago at 600,000. It's already 1.3 million on the DACA. So you see how they're pushing more of these people into that DACA in order to try to get uh, legalization for these people. But we cannot have amnesty at all. But what worries me a lot is the uh, all these people coming in that are unvetted from the Middle East that are coming through the United Nations. Oh, that, that's and, just frightening. These are people that are in wars. They're terrorists. Uh, well, they're they're just they're just they're they're criminals basically, uh, serious, seriously. And uh, there are these nine organizations, which I'm sure you're aware of here in the United States, that are working with this situation under the guises of helping these poor people. And of course, the federal government has been funding all this resettling for a very very long time. And they come in and they don't work. I mean, the, all these, especially the Muslims. And I see a lot yeah, of. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll give. I'll give credit that a lot of these Southerners, uh, the ones, the Hispanics that are coming in, are, are coming in and, and they're actually finding work. I well, mean, I mean, people work in, but the problem is there's just too many of them here. I mean, not too many. That's, But I, we need to have an immigration plan put in place that everyone knows, everyone understands, and they follow the law. And that's just not happening now. It's been well, disappointing. We've already got three million, you know, at least three million or more since 2008. And, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with stopping Totally stopping it. Yeah, you know? no, I agree. They're going to have to uh, cut and, it back. And 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 he can't he can't say, well, yeah, we, DACA, you know, feel so sorry because they were little children. I'll tell you what, a, an adult, a mother and a father are responsible for what a child does. If yeah, you I, have somebody, I agree. Hey, if Aaron, you have some, if you have some child next door that breaks the window in your car. You know, throws his throws something and <laughs> maliciously breaks the, the your car. Yeah, yeah, you go to the parents. No, I get it. Okay, and no, I appreciate that. And I, look, I I think they have to do something about immigration. And I'm not completely against immigration, but that the, the the rule of law has to be followed. The, the the one thing that's made the United States what it is is the people. Number one, they came from everywhere. But number two, they followed the rule of law, and that's not happening. But, uh, 
but we have we have to look at what's welfare for our country, not by our heart. Yeah, you know, like, I agree. Not, not always be what feel so sorry for Th- them. Thanks, Ian. Well, you know, a lot, a lot of these companies, a lot of these countries will will take in these refugees, but then as soon as this threat is over, they send them back. Well, yeah, I agree. Now, hey, I've got to go, Ann. I've got a couple couple okay. things. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, I mean, like, that's a concern with with the immigrants, and I think look, we've got to have the rule of law. The rule of law gets. I don't. I don't. I some support some immigration, but this has gotten completely out of control in this country, and we have to do something about it. And 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 it's it's taking away a lot of the jobs and lowering the the, the wages for for our children because of this type of stuff. And, and so I think some measured you got to number one seal up the borders and then have a program in place for people. And and this has been an unmitigated disaster. And the idea we should have no borders is just astonishing to me. But. Uh, this is I think we're making progress along this line. Uh the, we're talking again earlier talking about the show about uh, the dollar. The dollar starting to fall, the dollar's breaking down. Uh, we're starting to see inflation. We're starting to see interest rates go up. At the same time, the market's really melting up. I can't tell you where this is going to stop on the market. I don't think anybody can, but I I, I you have to understand you're most likely looking like when this thing once it if you get blow off tops, never go down, never plateau. If it's if it's a blow off top, which is really what it looks like, then you're really looking at a substantial decline afterwards. And I saw some statistics the other day that uh, actually uh, this was from the Luhold Group, and, and they said back in 1999 they followed a third of the 3,000 stocks they followed. Had, were traded less than 14 times earnings. So one-third of the stocks, and I remember this in 99 because we were value investors. When that was stuff we were buying, and, 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 and we weren't in the Lucens, the Yahoos, and the crazy stocks at 200 times earnings, and people are like, why aren't we in those? And then the market completely collapsed and wiped all those people out. Well, the worrisome thing about this time is, is according to uh, Doug Ramsey over there, is now... They don't have the thousand stocks at less than fourteen times earnings. The median price ratio is way above, almost double what it was in in two thousand in February of two thousand, which was the top of the tech bubble that blew up. And so the valuations across the board. So you have to understand it, and you have to understand you're getting a blow off type of top, and that's never good. And and what I think you're going to see happen this year is going to be a liquidity event. I'm absolutely convinced it's going to happen. And 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 which a liquidity. What I simply mean is everyone is going to make a decision to go one direction or another. You're seeing it right now. They're all trying to get in, but when they try to get out, they're going. To, you're going to see a liquidity event, and they're not going to be able to get out at a price remotely close to where the stock was trading from an hour before or the day before. And that, you you could see, we had the crash in 87. You might not see 23% down in one day, but you're going to see very, very volatile markets. And I think it's coming up. And I think you have to understand what this is. It's one of the highest valued markets in the world right now, actually in history. And and I think you want to adopt some more cautious attitude overall to it and, and, and sort of understand... Uh, where things go. Oh, by the way, I wanted to cover the uh, cover the. Uh, so I had some questions from people calling in. What can you give for? Uh, have there any changes in IRAs for 2018? And the answer is no. You can give 5,500 an extra thousand if you're o- over the age of 50. Now, for your 401k plan, your 403b, your 457, it's $18,500. So it went up from 18,000 to 18,500. 
or you can add another 6000 if you're over age 50. So so the amounts for the 401k, the 403b, the 457 qualified plans, those have gone up. They have gone up about $500, but there's no change in the IRA and the Roth IRAs of five of $5,500. So that's something to deal with. By the way, if, if, if a couple things. We're putting out a new Max Out Savings Report. If you need some help, go to our website, sign up for the free report. If you need help with your retirement, your IRA rollover, you don't know what to do in this basically blow-off market that things are going crazy give us a call i'll sit down with you and show you how we manage money we're we're very conservative and have have a lot of risk parameters put in place to try to guard against get the, a complete collapse like we had in 08 and 87 so if you need some help go to our website maxoutsavings.com it's maxoutsavings.com and, and and sign up for either a sit down or sign up for that free newsletter it's it's free it's a good deal and I want to thank Bunny Pounds, a congressional candidate from the 5th Congressional District, for coming on. It's exciting. Like I said, I really think she's a rising star in the state of Texas. We'll be right. We'll talk to you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070. The answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.